Are you living in your purpose? What does that even mean? And why is it so important? That's what we're going to be talking about on today's inspiring and thought-provoking episode of Big Lush Energy. Wait. (laughs) What's this? Oh my gosh, guys, you didn't have to do this. Happy birthday, Big Lush Energy. Happy birthday to you. Oh, what a beautiful surprise. Okay, okay, I'll blow up the candles. First, let me make a wish. Um, <gasps> Today, my team and I are celebrating one whole year of BLE. Yep. Over the past 52 weeks, we've released 57 episodes. We launched with three, did a bonus episode with the hosts of Coaches Don't Play, and never missed a single Wednesday. I realize these words don't mean much on their own, but as I say it, I'm reminiscing at what a challenge it's been for me. I've bared my soul, shared my most intimate details of my life, laughed, cried, learned. I've pushed myself harder than I've ever thought I could, invested far more money than I ever thought I would. Many times I'd write all night till I couldn't keep my eyes open any longer. And then I'd lay down, set my alarm for one or two hours later, then wake up so that I could write and record right up until it was time for me to go to work. I'd do my makeup while the files uploaded for Tim and then pray that it was good enough as I drove to my bride in the dark. It's been exhausting. I'd share a small bit of my struggle on Instagram and most people would tell me to take a few weeks off, especially when I was super sick. But I told myself that when things are the hardest, when it would make the most sense for me to give up, that's when I needed to rise up to do it anyways. So I could prove to myself and the universe that I really want this, that I'm truly dedicated and nothing would stop me. Now that a year has gone by, my passion hasn't faded even a little and I feel even more focused and inspired. So I've had to ask myself, how is this possible? Then in my scrolling, I stumbled upon a quote that explained it all. It said, if you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. Your passion will drive you there. Yes, that was it. I found my purpose. Today, I want to share with you all I've learned over this past year about how to know you're living in your purpose, what it feels like, and why it's so very important. I'm going to share some inspiring stories and make sure you stick around till the end because I'm going to be telling you something my sister did for this show that still brings tears to my eyes every time I tell it. So before we get started today, I want you to take a second to think about that fire that might be in your belly, the whisper in the back of your mind, that thing that you know you need to be going after because hopefully by the end of today's episode, you are going to be feeling super motivated and inspired to follow your dreams. Now let's get started, shall we? Welcome to Big Lush Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. (laughs) Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. As a little girl, I loved spending time at the beach. One of my favorite spots was a place called City Park. It was a green space with sandy beaches on the edge of downtown. The mix of families, skateboarders, and tourists made it an interesting spot to people watch. It was also where I loved to do some shopping. 
Here, backpackers with leather skin stained by the sun would sit perched behind a row of blankets along the path that ran along the beach. Some had scruffy-looking dogs with them or barefoot kids, and here they'd carefully lay out their handmade crafts like a makeshift show-and-tell. Each person with their own specialty. There were raffia bracelets, dream catchers, candles, macrame, carvings out of soapstone, each item painstakingly made with love, waiting for a tourist to take it home. I spent lots of time in this park and I'd watch as some people would just stroll by, barely giving them a glance. Some would make jokes about how dirty the people were or how funny it was that they were selling their wares in the park. But I'd approach each blanket greet the artist, and as I'd pick up one of their items, I'd hold it, touch it, see the detail I'd put into it, and they'd sit a little taller. I could tell they were wondering, does she like it? Can she tell I put my heart into it, or does she want to take it home? Ever since starting this show, that's exactly how I felt. Like I'm sitting in a park with my blanket stretched out, with all my guts, my secrets, my stories laid out for you to see, to criticize, to appreciate. It's an incredibly vulnerable place to be. All you see is the finished product, not the sleepless nights, the tears, the expense, the love I've put into it. So that's why when you stop to tell me you like it, to pick it up, appreciate it, show a friend, maybe leave a review, let me know it helped you. I sit up straighter because that's how I know all my hard work has been for something. But not everybody gets it. Sometimes it feels like nobody cares. And it could be really easy to go down the rabbit hole of maybe I should just pack up my things and go home. But I haven't because I'm following my purpose. And above everything else, it makes two very important people happy. The eight-year-old version of me as well as the 85-year-old version of me. Let me explain. Through the making of this show, we've hit on some very tricky subjects. We've talked about sexual molestation, assault, and all sorts of things that give voice to a little girl that didn't feel like she had one. On top of that, before I started this podcast, I felt like I'd been walking around holding in the world's biggest secret. Like the pressure of keeping it inside of me was growing and I was doing my best not to explode. What was the best way to let all of this out? To write a book, a movie script, throw a women's conference? I knew I had this life, these stories inside of me for a reason. On top of that, I had a love of telling stories and I knew that all I'd been through was somehow going to be a gift to the women around me, whether it was five or five million, but how? I pictured myself standing behind a microphone in front of a massive crowd of women, all standing taller, walking more confident, smiling bigger because of my words. I knew I was given this vision for a reason and that reason was that somewhere, Someone needed to hear what I had to say, and I had to do whatever it took to get that message to them. This This was was my my purpose. purpose. Are you holding something in? Is there a voice in your gut telling you that you're destined for more? Maybe there's a song you need to let out, a business you need to start, a child you need to adopt, a group of people you feel compelled to help, something, something that gives your life more meaning, something that gives you purpose. Is there a dream you want to chase? Let's talk about how you know something is your purpose. 
the first way to know that something is your purpose is it's a persistent feeling in your gut. It's something you tell yourself you're going to do no matter what. Oprah described it as not one big thing that happened to you, but something that brings meaning to all the big things that have happened to you. I was talking to an Uber driver once who said that he just knew he was supposed to be working with kids. He felt unsettled every day he drove that Uber because he felt in his gut that it was just another day that he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing on this earth. I asked him what was stopping him, why he wasn't doing it. And he said, because I have a really bad past. I've done some bad things and made some terrible decisions when I was younger. A light went off in my head. I said, how do you not see that that's exactly what makes you an even better person for the job? Your story is what will make you more relatable to troubled teens. The things you see as flaws or mistakes are going to be the things that make you even better at living your purpose. And you're never going to feel truly fulfilled until you're doing it. The reason why it's so fulfilling is because suddenly you're giving meaning to all of those fuck ups. Like for me, I can't say that I hold any anger or resentment to any of the shitty things that have happened in my past anymore because this podcast gives them meaning. This podcast is me making lemonade out of the lemons that life handed me. Now it all has a reason. It's my full circle moment. The second way to know that something is your purpose is that you feel like you can't die having not done it. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but I knew that if I had come to the end of my life without following my purpose, if I was, you know, 85 years old, covered in tattoos with probably purple hair or something wild like that, (laughs) this would all still be in the back of my mind. Like if I hadn't done it, I'd be really disappointed in myself. I'm pretty sure that's why when I turned 39, I suddenly had so much more motivation to get this done. I only had one year left of my 30s and I was realizing how fast that decade went. I didn't want to blink and have turned 50 and still not followed my dream. The next way you know that something is your purpose is your conviction is so strong that other people's criticism doesn't shake you. We've all heard success stories of the singer or script writer, the actor, the model, or the athlete who never took no for an answer. Can you imagine how much tenacity it takes to continually hear no, but to keep it pushing anyways? When you're confident enough in something, other people's opinions don't matter as much. Seven months before I even released my show, the concept for Big Lush Energy was born, but it didn't have a title yet. So one night I laid in bed brainstorming what it was that I was trying to do with the podcast and how I could sum that up into just a few words. Some of the working titles that I'd come up with were Strong by Mistake. She's still standing. Can't make this up. Joking the truth with Jaina Marie. Just ask Jaina. I date me and other lies. A mixtape of mistakes. But then I stopped thinking about myself and my story and I shifted focus to what I wanted to do for my listener. One word came to mind. Confidence. I wanted to help women feel more confident about their looks, their life decisions, their purpose and their stories. I thought about men's confidence and the term big Big dick dick energy. energy. 
That always cracks me up because men who are really well endowed do tend to have extra confidence. Like they did something to deserve what they have, but the truth is they were simply genetically chosen. God gave them a little extra sprinkle of D, sometimes to make up for a lack of personality, let's be honest. But men with big dick energy stand taller. They make bigger, more bold decisions all because of the way that they were made. The Cuts Definitive Guide to BDE defines the term big dick energy is a quiet confidence and ease with oneself that comes from knowing you have an enormous penis and you know what to do with it. It's not cockiness. It's not a power trip. It's the opposite. A healthy, satisfied, low-key way you feel yourself. The term BDE became most famous when Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson got engaged and she suggested that he was packing 10 inches of heat. So how did he land Kim Kardashian and all the other gorgeous models and actresses? I mean, it's that big dick energy, right? So with BDE in mind, I asked myself, what is the female equivalent? Well, big labia energy just didn't really have the same ring to it. So I thought about when I feel the most confident and it's for sure when I look my best, when I have a good set of lashes on. You can't tell me shit when I'm feeling cute. (laughs) Also, I'd seen the transformation of how a woman carries herself after I do her makeup, after she sees herself in lashes. So I decided to coin that term, big lash energy. As soon as those three words came together, I knew that was it. Since it was the middle of the night and I wanted to bounce my idea off of someone, I went to Instagram to message the first woman I saw that was still awake and I asked her, what would you think about a podcast called Big Lash Energy? She thought about it for a second and said, honestly, it sounds cool, but I don't really resonate with it because I don't have very long eyelashes. It was clear she didn't get it at all, but she didn't have to. I didn't care. I was so passionate and so certain that I didn't need her confirmation in order to move forward with it. The fact that this feedback didn't affect me, it didn't shake my confidence or sway me to go back to the drawing board told me that I needed to stop worrying about what anybody else thought and follow my gut. This was it. This was it. In the months that followed, I applied for a trademark, and as time went by, I gave Big Lush Energy more thought. The concept grew and grew. It was just so clear in my spirit that this was it. To me, Big Lush Energy wasn't just a podcast name. It was a mindset, a vibe, a way to move through life, living boldly, confident in our own skin, seeing the women around us as our teammates and not our competition. Yes, I'm all in. My conviction was so strong that nobody else's criticism could shake me. Even as I started the podcast, I would hear feedback, people saying, everybody has a podcast or they would doubt my ability to turn this into something big. But I tell you now, standing in front of you today, I know this is going to be something because I feel it in my gut. And these are just the baby stages. We've already come so much farther than we thought we would in the last year. So I know that this is my purpose. Nobody else's opinion will change that. You could doubt me, criticize me, tell me no 3,000 times, but I'm not giving up. I am not giving up. The next way you could tell something is your purpose. It's usually impactful. It helps other people or brings resources for you to be able to help others. For example, my sister has known since she was a little girl that she wanted to be a mom. For sure, it's her purpose. And you can see in how she moves through life that it's the thing that brings her joy. 
I spoke to another woman who said that when her father went through some health issues, she spent a lot of time in the hospitals and she saw the nurses helping the patients and she knew that was her calling and she quit her job and went back to school to be a nurse. Of course, Oprah has plenty of content on how to live in your purpose. In another quote, she said, the meaning of life is figuring out how to give what we've been given. So how can we share with people the things that we've learned or how can we offer the help that we've been given? I'd like to even flip that one on its head and say, how can we give people the help that we were never given? Sometimes that's the inspiration for a purpose as well, knowing that someone or something wasn't there for you when you needed it, and now you want it to be there for someone else. Sorry, Oprah, I didn't mean to infringe on your quote. (laughs) Next, you don't care about the sacrifices you have to make in order to do it. In other words, the time, the money, the sleep, the effort, none of it matters because you are so driven by the fire in your belly. When I was in high school, there was a teacher named Mr. Schultz. Our school was full of really great teachers, but out of all of them, he was the best. He just had this incredible way of connecting with students. It's like he just cared more than everybody else. There was a time when I was being really badly bullied and I was kind of at the end of my ropes with it. And I came to him saying that I wanted to leave the school because I really wanted to get away from these mean girls. After I told him how I felt, his shoulders dropped. And you could see the sadness in his face. He was so disappointed. His eyes filled with tears. And I couldn't believe it when he started to cry. He said, we can't have you leave. We need you to stay. If anyone should go, it's them. In that moment, I didn't think anybody liked me. And I definitely didn't think anyone would notice or care if I left. So the fact that he took the time to make sure I felt seen and to make sure that I felt wanted there really meant the world to me. So I stayed. Not only that, I learned a very valuable lesson about not backing down when someone's picking on you. But anyways, I loved being in his classes and I'll never forget one time he said in class, if I cared about money, I certainly wouldn't be a high school teacher. I didn't understand that back then because I thought, isn't this a job that's paying your bills? And why in the world would you be here if you weren't trying to make money? But now I get it. He knew there were other careers that he could have that would probably pay his bills better, but his purpose was to be there for kids. He had a heart for teenagers, and it was obvious in the way he interacted with us. Now, I get it. When I was younger, my mom put me in piano lessons. I hated it. I went once a week to learn from a lady named Linda who smelled like mothballs and had about as much personality as a bowl of oatmeal. I practiced every day like I was supposed to, but not without my mom constantly reminding me to go practice your keyboard. I wasn't passionate about it. It wasn't my calling. And the only thing I really liked about it was that when I did a good job, Linda would put a sticker in my music book. And when I did a really good job, I got to take an extra sticker home with me. Needless to say, (laughs) I never became a concert pianist. But that is what it's like when you're working a job that's not your purpose. You're just there to get your paycheck, but it doesn't light you up. When you're in your purpose, getting paid feels like an added bonus because the real payoff is that you're in alignment with what you were put on this planet to do. All right, this is the part of the show where I was going to interrupt to ask, have you thought of it yet? Do you know what your purpose is? Chances are you've always known, but just in case you're still unsure right now, just know that it's never too late to figure it out. 
It'll come to you, I promise. We all have a calling, a reason for being here. Okay, so now for my favorite part. The next way to tell that you found your purpose is, drum roll please, it's the Hocus Pocus. <laughs> some people call these the signs, some people call it luck, and some people say that they're crazy coincidences. I call them winks because every time something like this happens, I picture the universe looking right at me and saying, keep doing what you're doing, kid. I'll take care of the rest. Wink. I told a story months ago called Drunken Purseless in Los Angeles that was full of moments like these, and since then, they really haven't stopped. I think my favorite examples so far happened when I was trying to get to Atlanta to do the A-Town talks that we posted a few weeks back. We had a super full schedule in a very short amount of time, so every minute mattered. It was all so important to me that for the first time ever in my life, I checked in before I got to the airport. My sister kept reminding me of how serious it was that I made the flight, so I did it five hours before boarding. Once I got to the airport, I had my mobile boarding pass, my seat. All I had to do was check my bags in and get through security. Once I got to my gate, boarding began, and once it was my turn to show my ticket and passport to the flight attendant, they told me to sit back down. Confused, I did what she told me to. Two of the other flight attendants continued checking everyone in while the one I was dealing with called someone higher up. I overheard her say, we don't have a seat on the plane for this passenger. And I was praying she wasn't referring to me. Once I realized that she was, I stood up and said, uh, I'm not sure what the problem is here. Five hours ago, my seat was 27C. As you can see, it's on my boarding pass. What's changed? She said, well, the flight is now oversold. I said, well, that still doesn't explain why I went from having a seat to not having one. She said, oh, don't worry, ma'am. I'll take care of you. I'll make sure you're at least on a flight tomorrow. I laughed. Yes, of course I was going to at least be on a flight tomorrow. I paid for a seat on a plane. Was me not going at all even an option right now? I said, I'm sorry, but I really need to be there today. I have work to do. She said, yes, but unfortunately, since the flight is oversold, we need someone to give up their seat in order for you to go. I looked around. The last person had already boarded. I was the only one left. Instead of freaking out, I reminded myself that there's always a reason and that things work out. I took a deep breath and sat back down trying to figure out how I was going to get everything done that I needed to with one last day in Atlanta. Then the unbelievable happened. Randomly, out of the blue, a man came walking out of the plane, back down the bridge and to the ticketing area. He had his suitcase and personal item with him, and a flight attendant saw him and asked, Can I help you, sir? He said, I wanted a seat in first class. She said, Oh, but your seat is in business executive. It's almost exactly the same. And he said, No, but I only want to fly first class. She said, All of our first class seats are taken, sir. He said, Okay, then I'll wait for another flight. He stepped off to the side with the most badass boss move I've ever ever seen like okay zaddy that's the energy i need to take with me into the rest of the year <laughs> but in the middle of picking my jaw up off my lap i realized wait does this mean there's a seat on the plane for me my dear friend the flight attendant turned her gaze to me now sitting very straight in my seat <laughs> and she said well it looks like you made it onto the flight after all do you see what happened there i went from not having a spot at all to flying to Atlanta in a big comfy seat with champagne in my hand and a delicious meal served on real dinnerware. If that wasn't a wink from the universe, 
I don't know what it is. The airline tried to do me dirty, but God had bigger plans for me. Once we got there, we had to arrange a recording studio, lighting props for the background, interviews, wardrobes, snacks for the crew. Everything was falling into place, except we couldn't find a photographer that we liked. We talked on the phone with two, but once we saw their work, I decided there was no way I was going to pay someone who looked like he was taking dumpy pictures off of his iPhone. So we hung up with the second photographer, frustrated, and went to go grab some coffees. On our way walking from the truck, we passed two artists painting a beautiful mural on a wall and saw a woman with a camera documenting the occasion. Our friend walked up to her, asked if she was a professional photographer and if she'd be available later that day. She said she was, showed us her work on her Instagram, and we booked her. Later, we made our way to the studio to set up and sent her a link to the show so she'd see who she was working with. She replied right away by saying, I knew her voice sounded familiar. I listen to Big Lash Energy all the time. I found the show when I was searching for advice on how to plan a trip to Tulum and I just stayed a listener. Can you believe that out of all the people we could have found on the streets of Atlanta, we just happened to find a BLE bestie? Again, it felt like another wink from the universe saying, I got you. It's moments like these that I refer to when I'm tired or questioning all the work I'm putting into this. And after all of this, if I still had any doubts whatsoever, there's Carly. Whew, okay, I'm going to do my best not to bawl my eyes out when I tell this story, but as I've mentioned a few times before, my sister works behind the scenes on Big Lash Energy. Well, before this, she was working at a university with a temporary data entry position, but she'd worked her way up to a very respectable role. She'd received promotions and recognition and enjoyed her time being a part of the university community. But once the COVID restrictions were lifted and the work from home mandate had ended, she was now expected to be in the office with her new responsibilities. She soon found out as much as she loved her time on campus, she missed being able to be home with her kids when they got out of school. Well, this transition was exactly the time that I happened to ask her to be a part of the show. Her role at the university had been a contract position without benefits or a guaranteed future, so she decided to take a chance on BLE and quit her position in the university. One morning, six months into working on the show together, we were having one of our regular morning phone calls where we would walk our dogs and discuss our plans for the day. Carly mentioned that she received a text from her old boss. I waited on hold as she read out loud that a position had become available to her, the one that she'd been holding out for before she left. It was a permanent position with full benefits and the option for her kids to have their post-secondary costs covered. He wanted her to be the first to know. My heart sank. I was happy for her, but sad for me. Like, this is my sister. I couldn't ask her to turn that down. It's all she'd ever wanted, and it would be so good for her family. So with a heavy heart, I started my farewell speech. I said, Carly, thank you for all you've done up to this point for the show. I'm so thankful for you. And she cut me off. She said, one second, I'm, I'm writing this text. I waited on the line with my heart racing. How was I going to do this without her? She said, there, sent. I said, I'm sorry, what did you say? She read the message. Thank you so much for your offer. I appreciate that you're trying to do that for me, but I'm working on a project with my sister right now and it's going a lot better than we expected. I told her I'd dedicate a year to her and we're only six months in. Maybe in the future, if this doesn't work out, I'll reach out to you again. But for now, I'm dedicated to Big Lash Energy. The last way to know if something is your purpose is that other people see it in you too. 
I'm humbled by the sacrifice my sister has made for this show. I'll never, ever be able to thank her enough. All I know is ever since then, I've told myself, I have to show up no matter what. For the eight-year-old version of me, the 85-year-old version of me, for my sister, her family, and you. Thank you for pressing play. If you've been here since the very beginning, I appreciate you more than I can express. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to, thank you for walking by my blanket, admiring what I've made, and taking it home with you. I hope you're able to find and live in your purpose. It brings a sense of peace and gives meaning to our time here on earth. On top of all of that, when you're aligned with what you're here to do, really cool shit happens. Here's to 365 days of being completely dedicated to my purpose. I can truly say it's paid off and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So far, we've thrown a badass release party with smoke bombs and girl tribes. We held a contest where a listener got to come to a Lizzo concert with my friends and I. On our six-month anniversary of the show, we found out we were in the top 5% most shared and most downloaded on Spotify. We've made it to the top of the charts on Apple and Spotify. We went to the podcast convention in Las Vegas. We recorded our first video interviews in Atlanta. We've been recognized in person in three different countries, heard all around the world. We sold out all of our merch in the first 48 hours, received countless emails and DMs about how the show has affected our listeners. We've made guest appearances on six other shows and grown our little Big Lash Energy Instagram page to a humble but promising 2,000 followers. And we're just getting started. Thanks again for listening. If you've been enjoying this show and would like to give back, we're adding a buy me a coffee link in the show description. Alternatively, we'd love for you to leave a review or share our show on your social media. Everything helps, but at the end of the day, all I really care about is that you're here listening. Now, please go be your most fabulous, most purpose-driven self, and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Happy birthday.